All right, there's nobody I'd rather have on the Bradfoe show today or any day than Brock Holt. Brock Holt, the straw that stirred the drink of so many great Red Sox teams. Um, maybe the most popular player in Red Sox history. It's not hyperbole. It's You're in the top five, Brock. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so welcome. And you know, listen, I mean, it's I don't know what it was like, you know, when you played the Red Sox. To, to begin with, if it was weird, if it was like, first of all, huge hit against the Red Sox this past year against with the Rangers. Excellent job. You know, yeah. Yep. Gets and, my boy, gets my boy Barnes. I had to get him. That's right. Had to right. Get him. Did, did he text you? Did he text you after that? No, but we, we, uh, we talked about it later. Um, whenever we you know, whenever we came to Boston, it's just, it's one of those things that, yeah, I feel like it was just meant to happen, you know. I was meant to come up and have a chance to to win the game, and I was able to do it. That was one of my only few hits of the the whole season. So um, I'm glad I got, I'm glad I got that one. Well, there was so many like there's so many. It was meant to happen moments with you. I feel like, and I'm not just saying that because you're on the podcast staring at us. You know, I I do feel like that. You can go back to 2018. You go back to you know there was a lot of them. Like there was a lot of them. And I don't know if you have like you still have playing in front of you, but when you look back, the, the amount of moments that you've had for for even guys who have been in the majors for 20 years. I mean, you've had some great, great moments. And I'm not even talking about, you know, the, the Instagram posts with Griff or anything else, but you've had some awesome on the field moments. Yeah, man, I've like I've said this uh, a million times to people who've asked and you know, obviously, like you said, I'm still trying to, <clears throat> I'm still trying to hang on a few more years here, but, um, shoot, I've been super lucky and, and, uh, blessed to be able to have had the career that I've had. Um, I'm not the greatest player, um, uh, but I've been part of some really good teams and I've got to play with some really good, good players. Um, and it's just been fun, man. And like you said, there's, there's been some moments that I've had in my career that, you know, I mean, I can, you say a lot of people haven't got to do that. You know, I've, I've got two world series rings. Um, you know, I've, I've been a part of, you know, 108 win team with Boston. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I look back whenever I'm finally finished and done, I'll be able to look back and, and be proud of, of, of what I've done. And, and, uh, and, and that's kind of all you really want, you know, is, is to look back and, and, and realize that you've done a good job and uh, you've had fun doing it. And, and I've definitely done that. Okay, before we, you know, I get a bunch of questions from people because people love uh, asking you questions and they miss you obviously in Boston. So they have questions to be asked, but along, if, as long as you're going down that road. So, you know, when you look back, what is the holy crap moment? What is the, what is the, I can't believe I was, that actually happened to me. Like, you know, I'm not talking about winning the World Series because that's great, right? But yeah. the moment where you're standing as a human being in a baseball uniform saying, holy crap, I can't believe that just happened. I mean, I think it's got to be the cycle in the postseason. I mean, you, you think about how many postseason games there's been and how many great players have been in the in the postseason. And there's been one cycle hit and 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 I'm the, the guy and I joke about it all the time. Like I'm one of one, you know, in the entire existence of, of, of mankind. I'm, I'm the only person to, to, to have done that, you know, and that's kind of one of those, like, what the heck, man? Like I wasn't, I wasn't 
the guy that was supposed to do that, you know, like if it was supposed to be a Red Sox player, you know, it probably should have been like Mookie or Dustin or David Ortiz or something, you know, um, Ted Williams, maybe, you know, back in the day. But like, I think that's the one, the one moment where, you know, I've got that right now as the only person ever to do it. And I tell people all the time, I, I, I'm rooting against anyone who gets close to it uh, from now on. Um, I'll always be the first, but it sounds a lot better being the only, you know. Do you have anything from that? Do you like have a, a baseball? Do you have the scorecard? Yeah, so I kept, you know, so I kept, I'll show you over here. I've got, I've got, this is my, my basement. I've got all my memorabilia, but I've got the um, jersey. I got the jersey framed and I've got the bat that I used. Um, and I sent the helmet and batting gloves, I think, are in, in uh, Cooperstown at the Hall of Fame. Uh, but I've got the, I've got the jersey framed with a couple pictures from that night. Um, and then it's, it says Brock Holt, first cycle, major league postseason history. And then I've got the bat hung above it. Nice. And the funny thing about funny thing about the bat is it's it's actually Mookie Betts' bat. Um, it's not even my bat. I started using his bat that year in, in August because I was slumping. And I started using his bat and I started hitting. So I just kept using it. And I used it used it in the postseason so i've got a i've got the mookie bets bat to to thank for the for the cycle i guess well, I, I, now is listen. is is that a not to interject but is that one of the axe bats yeah yeah so, so I started I, using, as I started a hitting guy like what it. how does that how does that make it better for you i i honestly don't know i i was just going through a a, a slump i think i was like three for 30 something maybe and it was in August, and I remember it like it was yesterday. It was August. We were playing in Toronto. I got out my first at bat, and I was like, Mook, if I get out again, man, I'm, I'm using your bat. He's like, all right, man, go ahead. And I got out my second at bat. So I used his bat, my third at bat. I got a hit, and then I got another hit. And then probably the last month and a half of that season, 2018, I've probably hit better than I've ever hit in my entire life. Um, I was hitting some homers. I was hitting, I was hitting for power. Um, it just felt good. Um, and then I used it obviously into the postseason and, 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 you know, hit, hit pretty well in the postseason too. And I've used it ever since just cause it feels, it feels good. But for me, it was just, I got a couple hits with it. So I just wanted to keep using it, you know, by the way, Brock, nothing, you mentioned nothing Toronto. scientific behind it for, for me. You, you mentioned Toronto. You realize this is, this is Brad Foe show trivia. The last time you did were on this podcast was in Toronto, right? Oh, I do remember. Yeah, you remember what happened? I I, I kind of remember. I think I did not like pull my hamstring or something the next the, day. The the literally the moment I hit publish on the podcast, I was in the press box. <laughs> You're running from first to second, and you pulled your hamstring. And then you proclaim yeah, you're never I, going on the podcast again. <laughs> well, I, I just won't. I won't. I won't do anything today, so I'll, I won't pull my hamstring. I'll just. I'll chill. I'll take a chill day today, and hopefully, nothing bad happens. But yes, I don't off know if season. That was, yeah, yes, off season. I don't know if that was your fault, though, Rob. I've I've pulled my hamstring a few few other times after that, so I think it might just be my hamstrings. In well, general. I'll take full responsibility for it, and I appreciate you powering through any superstition. So excellent work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So, so uh, a couple of days ago, you post on Instagram, you know, spring training, you and Griff, which is awesome. Everyone loves that. Um, 
So, you know, obviously Griff has become a huge, well, became a huge, huge part of sort of the Red Sox fandom. You mentioned like you have your room there full of stuff. Does he like, does he understand you? Like, does he understand things like you just showed us? Does he understand like everything that Europe, that his dad is a baseball player, is a professional baseball player, did all these things? And, and if he did, does now, when did that sort of click in for him? He, he, you know, he obviously knows that that's what I do, but he doesn't understand, like, I think how cool it is. Um, you know, obviously, like, I, I've been hitting up here, you know, over here in, in Nashville, and I hit go, you know, I go hit with Benny. I posted a picture of Benny and Mookie, and um, he, you know, he talks about, you know, he, he told me the other day that Benny and Mookie were his best friends, you know, and like, I, 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 he obviously knows that I play baseball and, and, you know, I do it professionally, but I don't think he realizes, you know, just how big, big that is. And, you know, with winning the world series and stuff like that, he was obviously there. I've got that, that painting right there of me and him, but, oh, that's awesome. um, but I, he, I mean, obviously he was kind of too young to remember that. Um, but that's why we have this kind of stuff. So, you know, we can kind of tell him about it as he grows up and kind of starts to understand, but, um, He's starting to he's starting to get it a little bit. He's he's getting more into more into sports and um, and stuff now. So we we got him in a soccer soccer league down here. He's playing soccer now. He's in basketball, and then he just started. That was his first practice, baseball practice the other day. So um, so we're uh, we're having a good time. He's having a good time, and um, he's keeping us busy. Him and him and Ripken keep us keep us busy. That's for sure. Congratulations on Ripken as well. And and can I just tell you, like, so my street cred, like his age was, I was direct descendant of someone on the Mayflower, right? Like, oh my goodness, what's forget about if he knows whether his dad is playing baseball. When he says his best friends are Mookie Betts and Andrew Benintendi, I mean, that's pretty good yeah. street cred. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah, he's got some street cred. I don't think he knows, like I said, I don't think he knows how cool it is. Um, I think it's just part, you know. Like whenever you grow up in in the the life that he's grown up in, he's he's gotten to to travel and do some things that a lot of kids like. I mean, he went to London with us, you know, and like, I mean, he was a he was in London before I even went to London, you know. Like him and Lakin flew over, and they were there before before we got there. But I mean, he's traveled overseas. He's been on airplanes. He's like a, I mean, he's a pro, man. You take him to the airport, he. He goes through a security, he gets his iPad out, he watches his iPad, he turns, puts his headphones on. Like, I mean, he's done a lot of things that a lot of five-year-olds um, don't really ever get to do. And, um, you know, I, I, it's been so much fun to have him be a part of it. And that's, you know, that's another one of the, the reasons why, you know, I hope I can hang on here for a few more years because I want Ripken to kind of get to experience a few years of it. He's, he's still young, but um, – but no, that's been the best part of this whole thing is, is having him and Lakin along for the ride. And, um, and, and like I said, man, when, whenever it's all said and done and over with, it's, you know, I'll be able to look back and be, be proud of, of what we've done and, and, uh, you know, happy that, that, that we got to do what we got to do when, when we got to do it. Well, let me ask you this. So obviously, you know, you have a bunch of baseballs and boring t-shirts on the way I'm wearing mine right now. And, you know, the whole idea is like we have to make people understand not only that there's cool moments. You've been prior to plenty of cool moments in baseball, but where it's going, you know, and as a dad, as a five year old, 
Like, we can't just say, oh, baseball's awesome. Here, kid. Here, here, Griff. Like it. Like, like it. You better like it. Do you, do you, do, does baseball have to, for a kid like Griff, does baseball have to change for him to like it? In other words, you know, you, like you said, he's playing soccer. It's instant gratification. You kick the ball, you run around, there it is. Um, does baseball have to change, do you think? Um, you know, I, I, part of me wants to say no because, like, I mean, I grew up just, you know, obviously not really like him because he's been around it his whole life. But, like, <clears throat> you know, I grew up and, and loved it just – I mean, my, my dad never played. Like, I just saw it on TV and, and ended up liking it. I don't know if it just hitting, hitting, hitting things with a bat was entertaining to me or what. But, um, you know, I want to say no, but, like, you watch these kids now. Like, I mean, Griff tells me, like, he, you know, the other day he was like you know dad my my first favorite sport is basketball then soccer then baseball mm. you know so and I'm not gonna like make him play baseball if he doesn't want to play baseball you know um and and I think now that he's actually playing and he went to a practice and he's now now he's part of a team but I think the biggest thing for the kids that age is being on a team and getting to play with kids their own age and run around um and he just hadn't done that with baseball yet you know he had done the soccer thing the basketball thing so I think that's why um, they were higher on his list. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I think I think it's important that, that kids play everything, you know, and and kind of figure out themselves what they like. Um, but you know, I think kids have more fun doing other sports because it's you know you can kind of you know whenever we go to his basketball games, it's. It's kind of like you can get the ball and just keep the ball. You know, you don't really have to, you don't really have to pass it if you don't want to like, you know, kids run down the court and shoot themselves. And um, so you can kind of control the, control the, the game, control the narrative um, soccer, same thing. You can get the ball and, and, and just kick it around baseball. You're kind of just standing there until it's your turn to hit, you know? Um, but, you know, I think Griff, I think Griff was going to, like baseball just because he's he's been around it i think that's helped him out i think he kind of understands it a little bit more than than kids his age um but uh i know that we did sign up we did sign him up for for this this baseball league here and there's i think there's i think lakin told me there were like 15 or 20 teams or something in his age so there's a lot of kids there's a lot of kids who play baseball and and, and like baseball and you know, I think it's, I think it's easier to play. You know, the further south you go, because the weather's a little bit better. But, um, yeah. But I, uh, but I mean, I, I think, I mean, I'm kind of biased when I say it, but I think baseball is just fine the way it is. Um, and I know there's a lot of things that that are being talked about about changing it and this and that, and you know, maybe that maybe they'll be good, maybe they won't. But um, you know, I think you got to try some things. You know, to 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 maybe make it better for, for the younger generation or whatever it might be. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the old school, leave it the way it is, leave it the way it is, is guy, but you know, I'm, I'm open to change. Um, well, listen, like it's, it's worked out well for you. So before we get to the questions here from people, I just want to, the a little, uh, meat and potatoes question about, uh, baseball. So I was thinking about this in, um, 2020 brought before they sent us all home for COVID in the Red Sox clubhouse. 
and I said, man, you know, you know, you've taken a lot of guys out that the personalities out, right. They were turning things over. Um, and it made me think about sort of like the clubhouse culture of the importance of the clubhouse culture. And I know that so many people, when, when GMs deal with stuff, it's projections, it's analytics and, and I get it, but still, like, I think that the clubhouse culture, like to me, you guys, when you guys are winning, when you guys were rolling, it was a huge, huge part of it. You guys got to be around each other more than you're around your family. So my question, I guess, is do you think that baseball is sort of undervaluing that sort side of things? The, not to say that you go out and get crappy players or great personalities, but to say, hey, you know what, you you're going to have people who actually care about the game that maybe fit with everybody else. Do you think they're undervaluing that these days? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, like you said, like you got to have good players. I mean, that's that's the – that's the most important thing um, to, to, to winning and being a good team is having good baseball players. Um, I, I think anyone will tell you that, tell you that. Um, but the, the culture in the clubhouse, the, the, the attitude, the, um, all that stuff that the matters going into a game. Um, if you got a bunch of good players who don't like being around each other and don't, don't like each other. I mean, yeah, they're probably still going to win some games, but I don't think they're going to be able to win when it matters. Um, you know, I think, like you said, you're you're not going to go out and sign a bunch of bad, bad players who are good people and who who can you know have a good time because that's you know that's not going to win win any games. I mean, you might have fun, but I mean the the shoot even if you're even even if you're a good good dude that that has had a good time playing and you lose every night, like losing kind of takes that out of you. Um, and it kind of makes you a miserable person because losing sucks. Um, but I think the, I think the, the, the clubhouse aspect is, is huge, man. And like the teams that I've been a part of, um, especially the two world series teams. Um, and I, I claim 13, uh, I wasn't really, that much a part of it I mean I was mostly in AAA that year but I was up and down a lot um and I got to you know I was just talking to to Victorino the other day on Instagram and man I, I look back at that team and I'm so grateful that I got to I got traded over to Boston when I did and I got to watch those guys work and interact and and play because I mean if you look at that team man it was you know, it's Dustin, David Ortiz, Victorino, um, Napoli, David Ross, John Lester, Lackey, um, Ellsbury, um, Stephen Drew, like yeah, Dempster. I mean, Dempster, like you could. Get, I mean, the list goes on and on, and I'm probably forgetting some guys. PV, yeah, yeah. P, yeah, PV, like I mean, the, like. But like that, that team, like I, I was at that point in my career, I was, I, whenever I was up, I was, I was quiet. I minded my own business, but I watched, but like those guys just, they just got along, man. And like on the road, went to dinners, like hung out with each other, spent time with each other. Um, and like in 18, it was the same thing, man. Like that was the, the most fun I think I've ever had um, playing the game. And obviously like, 
it was fun because we won every night it seemed like but it was fun because everybody got along and we like we i mean it was you know it's the old cliche like you're all in it together you're all pulling on the same you know pulling it's it's corny but it was like every day we went into the park we rooted for each other we cheered for each other we had fun um it didn't matter who got the big hit who was up at the plate when 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 we needed the big hit who was on the mound it's like they always got it done and everybody praised them for it, you know, um, and everybody was prepared. But, but like you said, man, you spend so much time with, with your teammates and, and the people in the organization, you, you know, you spend more time with them than you do with your own families during the season. And you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's huge to be able to get along with them and work with them and, and uh, enjoy being around them. Um, because if you don't, you know, it's, it's going to affect, you know, whenever you go out on the field, um, regardless of how good you are. But, you know, obviously the main thing is to, is to, to, to be a good player and to get as many good players on your team as you can to help you win. But I think, I think now it's that there's so much numbers and analytics and projections in the game that like people kind of look past that, that aspect. Well, like, okay, well, this guy can maybe provide a little bit more on the field. So we're going to, we're going to go this route instead. But I, I think it's still a very important part of the game and, um, you know, part of, you know, part of the reason why I'm still playing, I think. But I, I think it's getting a little bit I think it's getting a little bit less, uh, less important for a lot of teams. And um, shoot, every every person I've talked to um, who've been around the game, veteran, veteran people, players who have played a while said the same thing. It's like they don't really value that anymore like they used to. Um, which, you know, the, the game's changing a little bit and that's part of it, but, um, that's why, you know, we just got to try and try to evolve with it and, and see what happens. All right. Well, speaking of personalities, this leads me to the, okay, now we're going to get into some of these questions. Great personality question, right? Straight ball right down the middle for you. Who would you rather live with? Andrew Benintendi or Joe Kelly? I think because you, you've lived with both. I've, right? I've lived with, yeah. Well, I've lived, I, I, I haven't really lived with Andrew. I've lived with Joe and his family. Um, and that was a blast. Um, but I think I would rather live with, I think I would rather live with Joe. I've, I've done it and it's just, I think it would be more fun. Andrew's pretty quiet. Um, so I think I think it would be more chill living with Andrew. I mean, it was a hundred percent be way more chill living with Andrew um, than Joe. But I think you know I've already done the the been a part of the Kelly household, and I, I loved every minute of it. Um, I love Ashley. I love Joe. I love Knox and and the two the two uh, the two twins. Um, they she, Ashley was pregnant with them whenever whenever I lived with them, but. Um, but I, I love the Kelly family. We love the Kelly family. Still keep in, in touch with them and talk to them often. So, um, sorry, Andrew. Um, it'd be super chill with you, but but I'm going for the. I've got kids now too, so I'm used to the wild and craziness. So I'm 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 picking Joe. And is it and, and also you're wearing a Jimmy Buchanan T-shirt right now? Correct? Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy B. Yeah, there he oh, is, Joe Kelly. How did, uh, how did Ben Attendee take the Super Bowl loss? He took it pretty well. Yeah. He, he actually, you know, he went the first, the first round, he went to Cincinnati and, and, and watched it. He went to the game. 
And then obviously they played the Chiefs and he he went to Kansas City and, and watched the game with a couple of his his royal teammates. Um, and then we figured he'd fly out to the Super Bowl, but he I think his family had a Super Bowl party in Cincinnati and he went back for it. But he, he took it, I think he took it, took it good. I think he was kind of surprised they were even there to begin with. Yeah. But um I think that's the I, good I was, thing about like you look at like Boston fans, and I think like we expect to I say we because I am like an idiot Boston fan myself. And we kind of expect to win when we get in that situation, especially with like the Red Sox going four for four. But when I like when I've been around, like I had a I had a roommate in college who was an Indians fan during the World Series. And when they lost in game in that game seven, he was just like, well, it was a good time being there. Yeah, it's just like when you're not there, you appreciate it just so much more. Yeah. And I think I mean, I think that's like I think Boston fans in general have been pretty um, spoiled in the past over the past decade or so um even longer with you know with the patriots and and with the red Sox and shoot even the 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 bruins and celtics are normally in that picture you know but um but yeah i think i think the bengals just kind of over overperformed and i mean i i think as a bengals fan he's been a lifelong bengals fan i think you know he was just it's like man i you know kind of can't believe we won that round and then oh shoot we won again okay we're going on we're in the super bowl um and then i think it was just kind of like yeah well you know we weren't supposed to be there anyway but yeah i mean i'm yeah obviously it would have been cool if they won i i kind of started rooting for the Bengals myself throughout the postseason um but uh but it was cool man it was cool to see the Bengals and 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 rams in it you know two teams that you normally you normally don't get to to watch that late in the season. So yeah, screw um, the page. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh all right. So speaking of as long as we're Ben and Tendi, you were talking about a Coop had a question um that sort of dovetails with that, correct, Coop? Uh yeah. Um it goes to the whole breaking up the flow bros stuff. So I I did a little analytical research here, really cranking the numbers, but um April 12th, 2018. That's the last okay. game where you have long hair. Okay. Who's this? And I, I say whose decision, because I have a girlfriend that hates when I cut my hair. Uh, whose decision was it to cut the hair? And have you ever gone and looked at your career pre-hair and post-hair? So I think it was actually just my decision. I think just one day I... Um... I think I just started seeing some pictures of me on the field with the hair and like, I just, it, I wasn't feeling it. Um, and so I just, I just decided to cut it one day and it turned out, it worked out, man. It worked out for the team. I mean, you look up. great. You yeah. still got so, like the front. But I, mean, I think bangs well, are where I, it's I, at now. I'm, well, I'm going, I'm, 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 I'm letting it go a little bit. Like I've, I haven't cut it all. all oh, there off. it is. So it's, so it's coming, it's coming back. I think I'm going to let it, I think I'm just going to let it eat. The top and, lettuce and is, it, I think is where it's it at. Top lettuce is where it's at, but I'm I'm receding, man. Like my best friend was talking to me the other day, and he was like, "Dude, you need to do something about those that, that hairline." I'm like, "Listen, man, that's part of that's part of it, you know." You, yeah, you, no, you, I mean, you, my my dad's get, got it bad, and I'm terrified for that day for me. Yeah, so I'm just you know whatever happens happens, you know. Um, but I have not looked at pre and post hair. Um, I, I think I mean obviously I mean. The, the my last two years in, in baseball have been so bad that 
anything post anything is going to be is going to be negative but, i think no you're uh, gonna I, you had a you had a hot 2018 so that kind of boosted it a little bit well, i'm telling you i'm telling you the 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 moment i started swinging the axe bat in 18 i'm telling you the, that that's last what did two it months, the last month and a half i, I mean i i literally think i was a top a top 10 hitter in in baseball those last month and a half two two months of the season that's that's no joke it's not, not. Just, and i'm gonna all right so i'm i have a little bit of background in like campaigning running a couple of campaigns and i'm gonna try and get you into the hall of fame that's my promise I'm I'm it. it's a problem that's it. true I'm i want to get you a plaque it. though so i'm gonna tom brady he always gets like broken down into like two hall of fame careers and yeah. like you start pitching it that way it's it sounds a whole lot better so i'm gonna break down your career into pre-hair and post-hair pre-hair you were batting 264 all-star right. appearance world series one cycle one child that's a, okay. that's a pretty good that's a pretty that's good career. That, I mean, that sounds Hall of Fame to me. That, that's what I'm saying. And then you went post post hair. We've got another we got another World Series. Two fifty three batting. Not as bad, right? Not as yeah. You got another cycle, postseason cycle. Add to the fact, and you had another child. So that's two Hall of Fame careers. I've that's had. two Hall of Fame careers right there. If you break it down, I mean. That's just now how you got to pitch it. You know what? Now that you now that you say that, it's I mean, it's a pretty obvious, it's a pretty obvious choice for me. I think exactly. The, the I mean, vote, we're we're voters. not gonna we're not gonna go hard first ballot. We got to be realistic. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't care about being on the first ballot. Like, you can put me in whenever you want. You know, second, second ballot's fine. Yeah, yeah, second ballot's fine. All, All right, right, so I'll go. I'll get this worked out for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep it going, man. So now that I have a Hall of Fame vote, when you come up. I'm going to vote for you. Yeah, but don't vote for me till the second ballot. Okay. <laughs> second time. All right. Well, I mean, you got you to get the 5% to begin with, so you need some votes. That's we, true. We can get you at 5%. We'll get you there. The um, I got to make it I got to make it on the ballot first. You can do that. You just, throw, you just have to throw me in, you know. Just somehow we need to get the people who print the ballot out just to like just accidentally tied my name another question is there an art to throwing a 30 mile an hour pitch in a major league baseball game you know i i don't think so because i just did it but there obviously is because no one's ever done it before you know that's another one of those one of one things um you know I, it's funny about that because i pitched the the year before covid year with the nationals and I was just the first time I pitched, I was just trying to throw strikes, which I did. I threw 19 out of 21 strikes. Boom. Just pounding the zone, just getting, I mean, guys were just hitting rockets off me left and right. I felt bad for the, I felt bad for the, um, Ben attendee quit texting me, man. I'm trying to do a podcast. Um, uh, I felt bad for, for the guys behind me, you know, cause they were just getting rockets hit at them. Um, but I just wanted to throw strikes and get, get us out of the inning. And finally, some, I think Marte, I think Starling Marte lined out to the left fielder or something, right, hit it right to him. I gave up a few runs. I think the first batter I faced actually hit a three-run homer off me. Um, and then I pitched a week later, and I just I, I started evasing. Not, not as slow as I did this past year, but just lobbing it in there, and I did a lot better, lowered my ERA a little bit. Um, and then this, this past year um, – we were we were losing in Oakland and and Woody came up to me and 
Charlie and Charlie had pitched previously and Charlie actually, he can throw like 93, 94, uh, Culberson. And he, he pitched in LA again for us. Um, but he was already in the game. So I was like, Charlie, man, you already got to pitch. It's my turn. Let me do it. He's <laughs> like, all right. So I go down to the bullpen and I'm just throwing, you know, in Oakland, the bullpens are down, down the lines. And I'm literally, I'm practicing. I'm throwing it just like that in the bullpen. And the fans in right field are yelling at me. The fans right right next to me are yelling at me. They're laughing, making fun. And some some guy goes, hey, he's like, hey, Brock, if you throw, if you throw like that in the game, I'll, I'll give you 20 bucks. I was like, all right, meet me by the dugout when I'm done, you know. And uh, sure enough, I go out there and I'm lobbing it in. And uh, the guy never showed um, with my with my twenty bucks, but I did get on Instagram um, after the game, check my check my messages, and I had a couple messages from his niece and nephew, and they're like, "Dude, that was so awesome! My uncle owes you twenty bucks," you know. So I'm still waiting for the twenty bucks to to to, to show up, but um, but yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I I was just trying to throw it as slow as I could strikes and uh trevi behind the plate was giving me some nice he was he i think he got some bonus points on his catch framing um speaking of analytics i think he he bumped up bumped up that day because because he was framing some of those pitches for me that were out of the entire screen and uh, i was getting cold strikes on them so. I mean, the, the amazing thing I, I i honestly do believe that it is an athletic feat to do this i mean it is it is difficult to do this like you have you have zero leg drive, right? You aren't using your legs at all, so um, you have to you have to like have all kinds of touch in doing it. It's it's a whole lot harder to throw a thirty mile an hour pitch than it is a fifty five mile an hour pitch, a sixty mile an hour pitch. You you came back and threw a seventy mile an hour pitch. So yeah, I think I spiked one. Yeah, I spiked one. I'm trying to get a strikeout, man. I need one strikeout. I've got. I've got my first hit, my first homer ball. I did keep the ball. The I didn't ask to keep it, but they <laughs> they kept it for me and they gave it to me. Uh, like a week later in Texas, um, our our clubby uh, Brandon gave it. Get, came up to me. He's like, "Hey, this is the ball that you threw for you know whatever thirty miles an hour, the slowest pitch ever." And I was like, "Oh, are you serious? They kept that?" They're like, "Yeah," and I got it authenticated and stuff. So I've got it next to my first hit and first homer ball, and I wrote slowest pitch in major league history. So I've got that one. I'm, I need a strikeout. I had I, I had a strikeout the year before with Washington, but Jan Gomes dropped the, the foul ball, foul tip into the mitt, and he and, it, and he didn't catch it. So I give him a hard time all the time about it. Um, but I need a strikeout. I got Kemp to a 3-2, and I just – I didn't feel confident enough in the EFIS to throw a 3-2. I didn't want to walk him. So I, I, I threw a meatball in there, and he, he lined out and, and – uh, uh, DJ Peters caught a caught a ball on the wall, jumping jumping and caught it. But uh, Matt Chapman helped me out by trying to stretch the single into a double and got yeah. thrown out by he got I, thrown out by like fifteen feet. We were laughing about that. And you saw <laughs> and you and you pointed to the outfielder like to sell the, the yeah Charlie yeah Charlie made a play for me yeah yeah Matt Chapman he's like this is I can't believe we're playing baseball I, right now this dude's <laughs> this dude's throwing thirty miles an hour like let's get let's get this over with I, I, I so I went back and looked broke down that uh, YouTube clip like John Boy style and and one of the subtle things you know so Moreland sitting in the dugout right for I wanted to face Mitch so bad I would wish Mitch would have been up there 
Mitch, I, I wanted to face him. And Yon Gomes was with them too. I wanted to face him. Mitch is like, dude, I'm so glad I didn't have to hit, try to hit off of you. Like, well, honestly, Brock, like if, if you go back and look at the YouTube clip, they have Moreland in the dugout. You figure he's going to be laughing, yucking it up, whatever. I can see fear in his eyes. Like he's staring straight ahead. Yeah, nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted to hit off of me. Um, like uh, uh, Harrison was the first guy that I faced. He was with he was in Washington with me when I pitched the first time, and uh, so he came up there. He was he, we were kind of laughing about it, you know. I threw that first pitch, and you know he kind of laughed. I was kind of laughing, and then um, you know I got him to kind of ground out, showed my athleticism on the mound by jumping off the mound and making a play. Um, but then Chapman came up, and you see Chapman like he he like starts and he like in the box he he shuffles forward um, while he's while he's swinging, um, and he yeah he he laced one into the gap, but 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 helped me out by by getting thrown out by fifteen feet there, um, and then and then I was like with Kemp, I'm like all right, I've only thrown Ephesus, I want to let one rip here. And uh, just spiked a spiked a seventy eight mile an hour fastball right into the dirt, um, and then that that messed me up. I couldn't find my ephus anymore. I, the 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 couple that I threw were were way up up and out, so kind of messed up my mechanics there. But um, but no, that was fun. I mean, obviously it sucks to to get beat bad and yeah, be right. in the game. But if I if I get another chance, I'm gonna try and beat the I'm gonna try and beat my record my my thirty thirty one. I think it was thirty one that I threw for a strike and then I, I threw one to, to Chapman. That was, that was 30, but it was a ball, unfortunately. I mean, so many records. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's Hey, crazy. I haven't seen Otani do that yet. No. no. Otani, and you know, the, the funny thing about that is I DH the next day. So basically I am Otani. Add that to the hall of fame uh, resume. Put, put that, put that on the post hair side. Yep. D pitched, pitched one day, DH the next day. All right. So, so to, when, when I promote this podcast, the quote will be basically I'm Otani. <laughs> basically, we need it. That's that's another shirt we can make. Oh. I'm I'm basically Otani. Well, in 2018, well, you you had the go ahead run in that 10 to 1 game against him when he pitched. It was second run of the game. That's all you needed. Yeah, we you had won. the RBI on it. Mookie's three homers that that we didn't need him to th hit three homers. Yeah, he was showing off. Yeah, you know? I know. So, yeah, so you brought up athleticism, and I have to get to this question. How much did it sting you when Joe Kelly went on WEI and was asked, what is Kike Hernandez like? And he said, a more athletic Brock Holt. How much did Man, that hurt? It, it, did, it didn't really hurt at all. It, I laughed about it. I think I, – I forgot how I found out. I think Lakin might have been on Twitter. And she's like, look what Joe said about you. And I, and I, you know, obviously then I got on her phone and, and was looking and it just kind of made me laugh. It was very, I mean, very, I would say very accurate. Um, um, what would you call it? Scouting report, I guess. Because Kike has done great, you know. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Kike. Always, always has, always have been. Um, and, and I got to kind of talk to him this past year when we played him. And uh, did you bring that up to him? I don't know if I brought it up to him, but uh, you know, I'm pretty sure he's probably seen it or heard it. And and uh, but Kike, he's he's a little bit better of a player than I am. Um, he doesn't listen, his, his trophy case doesn't it he, he, he does he does he doesn't have the records that I have, that's for sure. No, um, 
but um his bank account is a little is a little high, higher than mine but uh, listen um, I, athleticism manifests itself in many ways i mean yeah. who knows maybe your uh, maybe your vertical leap is higher maybe you're a better broad jumper maybe you're the three cone yeah, drill sure. is better i don't know like, yeah like he definitely can hit homers better than i can um you can't throw a 30 mile an hour pitch he might be able to we don't know um he hasn't he you know he hasn't had the opportunity you know maybe he can i wouldn't put it past him um yeah but that's know. not something he can bring into an arbitration meeting that's true that's something you have that's, that's something i have um hopefully it helps me you know once this lockout ends hopefully it helps me in free agency that's something my agent can can kind of bring up to teams um i'm here if you need me you know kind of like you know, Otani, if you need me, if you need, if you need me to come in out of the pen, I can. Um, so, so we'll see. Hey, as it, as we said, like teams out. are, teams are trying to win in any way possible now. So yeah, if that, if that avenue I mean, is there help. where you can, you can strike can out a guy with a 30 win, mile per hour pitch. I can help you win. I, I can do that. That's for sure. Um, that's something, that's something that I, that I'm, I'm, I'm good at. I can, I can help the team win. I've got, I've got a lot of, uh, got a lot of ways to do that, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, it didn't really sting too much, um, because I know Joe and I know, you know, but that, I, I thought that was pretty funny, but I, I definitely did text him right, right. Whenever I heard, um, and, and, but it was, it was, it was cool. I mean, I love, I love Joe. I love, I love Kike always have, I'm glad that Kike is doing well. And, um, from the time that I talked to him, he loves, he loves Boston and, they love him. So, um, you know, I, I never doubted, I never doubted that just the way he plays and, um, being able to move around and, and, and do the things he's able to do on the field. I, I knew that, that, that he would be well liked in, in Boston. So I'm glad, I'm glad it worked out. Well, I think the Red Sox are lucky to have both of you. Uh, so, uh, you've been very gracious through the time. I just want to rattle off. You could be real quick if you want with these, um, nicest house you've ever been to. Nicest house I've ever been to. Um, shoot, I've been to a lot of nice houses. Um, uh, David Ortiz's in Boston was nice. Dustin's was nice. I've been to I've been to a couple of Price's houses. They're nice. Have you I been mean, to Mookie's new spot? I haven't been to his new spot. So we played when when we played the Dodgers this year. Um, uh, Mookie was like, dude, you got to come over after the game. Like, well, you know, I'll have, I'll have my chef cook us dinner. And like, I was like, oh, okay, that sounds good, man. But like, I just, I, I, we had an off day and I stayed in Texas to get an MRI or something. So I got in really late one night and I was just, I was super tired. So I was like, Mook, I'm, I'm just going back to the hotel. Um, but I, so I it didn't end up going, but he was like, yeah, dude. Um, come over after the game like my chef will cook us dinner we'll hang and then you can just come to the field with me the next day uh you can stay in my guest house that's that big like, contract uh money when you when you can say hey i'll have my chef prepare something for and us you can stay in my guest house yeah. yeah guest house i told him i was like mook i was like i get it dude you're rich okay like <laughs> most people you know have the guest you can stay in my guest room you know but no you can stay in my guest house so i bet his house in 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 la is is I've seen pictures and stuff. So um, if I ever make it out that way, um, you know, 
I'm sure that'll be, that'll be up there. But um, whenever you play with guys who make as much money as, as they make, you see some pretty nice things. Um, see some pretty, pretty nice things and, and uh, shoot those guys work hard. They deserve it. You know? Yeah. That doesn't happen when you're a sports writer. Um, <laughs> although I have been to uh, Pedroia's house with the seven Christmas trees. Um, yep. So uh, one more for me. Oh, yeah, his house in his house in Arizona too. Dustin's house in Arizona is nice. Yeah, that's the that's, that's the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seven Christmas trees. Yeah, Spra- that's spra- sprawling. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, last thing from me before Coop asks his favorite Brock moment, a uh, Holt moment. Um, one thing in baseball that you haven't done that you want to do. I think I want I want to hit it inside the park home run. Let's go. That's a good one. That's a great one. I haven't I haven't done that. I think that would be fun. I'd be I'd be super tired. Um, I, I don't know if I'd make it all the way around. Legs might be heavy heavy coming around third, but um, yeah, that's one thing that I haven't done that I'd like to check off the list inside the park home run. I'm gonna have to hit it, and it's gonna have to ricochet. Someone's gonna have to fall. I mean, down. that would have been perfect to so. do in Boston with the triangle. I know. I, you know, I, ha- I got close. I think one time I hit a, I kind of hit a ball. It wasn't in the triangle. It was kind of left center field. Um, but the center fielder kind of jumped too early at the wall and it hit the wall and kind of came back. And I, I, I hit a trip. I had a triple with a turn, but butter held me up. So I think it would have been a bang, bang at home, but yeah, I think, I think it's, I, I'd like to hit it inside the park home run. That'd be, that'd be fun. All right, Coop. Uh, give me your give me your favorite Brock Holt moment. And I mean, it's it's pretty obvious. I don't I don't know if you want me to go with this one because the story's been told so many times. But the cycle, the cycle is yeah. probably like one of the best moments uh, of your career. And I kind of I'm glad that you brought it up earlier and you talked about it because you said something that I want to push back on, and that you said, I, I quote unquote, and people are going to be like hearing this and be like, well, you misspoke, but you said you of all people would be unlikely for that. Like you would expect some other type of Red Sox to do that. And I want to push back on that because I think you're probably the best person to do that in a Boston Red Sox uniform. You're much like, I mean, like Pedroia is Pedroia, but you very much came up like Pedroia where you were a grinder. And I think with the Boston atmosphere, very blue collar-ish, people gravitate towards that. And I think that's why you were so well-liked. So I think if anyone, any fan could have hoped any Red Sox player could have done that, I think it would have been you. And I guess like my question on that is when you, when you finish that up and you hit that home run, is there anything that you're rounding home plate, you're coming back, the game's obviously over. Are you thinking about the next game? Cause the series wasn't over at that point. Are you thinking about the next game or like, at bat before that are you thinking about the next game or is it still just get this done get like get the cycle done or get or just get get the game done with yeah no i think i mean i think i hit the home run i think in the eighth uh top of it no i don't know when it was but it was it was my last it was going to be my last at bat because i I know i was fourth up that inning um and i needed the home run and i told everyone you know i was like it's like one of those things where it's like, I normally don't like say anything or talk like, you know, talk like that. I like to have a good time, but um, it was one of those things where it's just like, Hey, if this happens, great. Like I'm going to try. Um, 
So we'll, you know, let let's let's let everybody know. Hey, I'm I'm fourth up. Let's go. Get me up. Somebody get me up. I need a homer for the cycle. <laughs> you know, I'm telling everybody and uh, AC and and uh, I forget who else was up at the top. Pedroia was all over it, wasn't he? Pedroia was all over it, dude. I was telling him. I'm like, hey man, I, I need a homer for the cycle. He goes, yeah, I know. You better hit one. Um, you know, so yeah, that was cool. Like you see that you see the like the video. Like I'm running around. They show Dustin. He's going nuts because like we had just talked about it. Like, dude, I'm gonna try to hit a home run. He's like, you better try and hit a home run. You know. Um, and uh, I told AC, I told our hitting coach, hey, I need a homer for the cycle. Like, I need I need this at bat. You know, just joking around, like not thinking I was gonna hit a home run. I was gonna try, but. Um, and obviously Romine was, was on the mound. So it's like, you know, he's going to, you know, he's just going to try and throw strikes, get, get it in there. So just be ready to swing the first two guys get out. So I'm like, I'm on deck. Kinsler's pinch hitting, I think, which that sucks, dude, getting pinch hitting and you have to face a position player. Like, you know, like you're supposed to get a hit, but like, if you don't, you know, facing a position player just sucks in general. I was about um, to say, are you empathetic in that situation since you're, you're a position player pitching all the time. Well, at that point, I had never pitched before. I didn't. I didn't make my pitching debut till 2020. So, um, so at that point, I, I wasn't. I wasn't the guy who 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 took the ball whenever you were losing by a lot. But, um, but I think at that point, it's like okay, like most games, it's probably your most games. I'm probably like, I don't really want this at bat. Like I've already, I've already got three hits. Like we're winning. Like I don't want to face a position player because I don't want to get out. Like that's going to make, that's going to make my day worse, you know? But at this point I'm like, okay, I, I need, I need to do this. I need to try and hit a, hit a home run. So Kinsler ends up walking and, and, you know, I, I come up, I scooted up, I scooted up in the box a little bit and I'm just trying to hook everything. I figured I'd probably just roll over and ground out to first. Um, but swung at the first pitch and, and hooked one down the line. And luckily it was high enough um, and run around the bases, just going nuts. Um, I told this story the other day, Goody, our first base coach didn't know I hit for the cycle. So he sees me like, like yelling and going crazy. Like we're up 16 to one. And he, he told me after the game, he's like, dude, I had no idea that that was the cycle. I was like, why are what like Brock, what are you doing, dude? Like something he's probably watching you thinking you're Bush League. Yeah, exactly. He's like, you're gonna get somebody killed in our lineup. Like you're celebrating like this, like on a home run, like it's 16 to 1. Well, I mean, it was also like you had the Yankees the game before, like playing New York, New York, coming out of Boston. And it's also that ALDS. It's the Yankees. I don't think anyone would have faulted you if you had reacted that way on it wasn't a cycle. yeah, but I would I wouldn't have like I I definitely wouldn't have if, if it wasn't for the cycle. But um, uh, but yeah, I ran around the bases, looked in the dugout, dugout's going nuts. Um, and then when I when I hit home plate, obviously like dapped up Ken's because he was he was on base for me. And then you know I was I ran in the dugout screaming like high fiving everybody. Like can't believe that just happened. Like that's probably the only time in my life I I've, I've gone up to the plate and like I'm gonna try and hit a home run and it actually panned out. Um. Had no idea it was the first time anyone ever done in the postseason. Uh, Lawrence Yehadi uh, interviewed me after the after the game and told me that. So that's whenever I found out. But um, but yeah, man, that's I mean that's probably like individually that's that's probably the coolest coolest moment of my career. And I mean that game was just special from from start to finish. Like I mean everybody was was hitting. Uvalde was dealing. Like it was one of those games where 
you know, we, we, we split, we split with the Yankees at home one-to-one and we go into New York and everybody thinks, you know, we're done for, we're going to lose. Um, and I think that was kind of the, the exclamation point, like, all right, we're, we're for real. And, um, but yeah, I mean, like I wasn't thinking about the next game until probably the next day. Um, and I'm glad we, glad we. Brock, tell me if I'm wrong. You were benched the next day. I was benched. Yep. Back on the bench. C-C- that was the C-C-C- ultimate. That was C-C-C- the ultimate. Like, Alex Cora, like hot hand. I don't care. I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I. I can't be stopped. I'm making all the right decisions. The guy who just hit the first cycle in the history of the postseason. You know what he's going to get? He's going to get benched the next day. But but that's the way it was, man. That's the way we we worked. Like uh, AC, you know, AC knew what he was doing. Like everybody trusted him. Like. We, there was no um, – nobody was bigger than the game. You know, it was everybody was – everybody was in it to win it. And um, we there were no egos. Like, um, I mean, the, this story has been told before, but but I was – I think I was 0 for 14 or 0 for 15 against Severino in my career, and he started that game, game three. And so AC did a great job of, like, letting us know when we were playing – what we were playing so he sent me a text the, the night before and said hey second base tomorrow and it, we uh, we had joked about my my career stats against Severino before and I just I texted him back said are you sure because Severino was pitching and he just laughed he goes yeah you're in there I was like all right um <laughs> so I ended up playing did what did what we did did what I, I did and then like after the game I knew CC was throwing game four so I was like I I knew I wasn't going to play, so it wasn't just that, empty like, the tank. Yeah, it just wasn't that big of a deal to me. I mean, everybody blew. You know what the heck? What was going on? But like that's like, after, like I I knew I like game three. I'm playing. CC's throwing game four. I'm not playing. Like I could have hit seven home runs and I I probably wouldn't have played. But so then he texts Kinsler that the the next night that the night before game four and said, "Hey, second base tomorrow." And we had told Kinsler about the "Are you sure?" text. So he texted Kinsler and Kinsler replied, are you sure? You know, because he's like <laughs> Brock just hit for the cycle, you know? So, and then I think Kinsler ended up getting a big hit or two in that, in that yeah. game, drove in, drove in a run. Like that's just, that's what we did, man. Like we played when, when we were told to play, like no egos, like we're going to, whoever's out there is going to get the job done. And whoever's out there is the best for the best, the best for it at that, at that time. So, and you know, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't pissed or mad or sad that I wasn't in there. Like, you know, I was just, you know, we, we were all just having fun and, and, and winning baseball games. And, and that's, that's, I think that's why we were so successful, man. Everybody kind of bought into to their role and what they were supposed to do. And, you know, obviously we had the superstars and Mookie and JD and bogey and all those guys, but we had a lot of role players too, that, that accepted their roles and were good at their roles and um, just a complete, a complete team. Um, but yeah, I mean, the cycle, the cycles, that's, that's one of those things that individually that's, I don't think I'll ever top that, you know? So, um, just a fun night for me individually. And then for us as a team, I think kind of put us over the top and, you know, cause the last two years we had, we had lost in the first round of the, of the playoffs. And then, you know, to get that one in New York, uh, the way we did, I think it kind of, kind of put us over the top and, and, and made us really all right. Like this is, 
this is special. We got a special group here. So let's go ahead and finish the job. Well, listen, Brock, I mean, you, you made baseball fun in so many ways for so many people. And I know a lot of people listening to this appreciate everything that you've done in Boston, everything you've done and continue to do. And it's going to be the year of Brock Colt. No question about it. Great things ahead. Um, and uh, if we're here to spread the word that, listen, this is the guy, like you said, if you want to win, you get this guy. You get this guy right here. So, but we're putting it on the bumper stickers. Put it on, man. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we'll hopefully, hopefully we get these things figured out soon and, and baseball starts up again. And um, I'm feeling good. I got a new hitting coach this offseason and Mookie, he's been, he's been coaching me up. So, what did we'll see he, what, what happens. Did, what did he, so has he, and sincerely, has he like actually taught you something that, like that you've changed? Uh, yeah, so so we we talked we talked about Mookie's money, you know. So Mookie's got that he's got that money where he 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 he's not in one place too for too too long at a time. Like he he's here for maybe forty eight hours and then he's jet setting somewhere else and he's in the Bahamas golfing or he's in back in L A shooting a something or he's doing up his, his AAU team. Yeah, setting up his basketball team, talking. I think I looked on Instagram one time he was in he was somewhere talking to the university of Kentucky basketball team. Like this dude's all over the place. So like, I've, I've literally seen him with him probably three times this off season. Um, it's mostly just me and Benny because Mookie's never here. But uh, the first time I hit with him, we, we kind of talked about kind of what I was feeling and uh, what I kind of wanted to do. Um and like the difference between like when you when you look at when I looked at you know look at my my swing my my load my my when when I'm in launch position compared to like guys like him and Trout and like the, the really elite guys like the differences is like I mean they're they're just so much better um, they're in a better position a more athletic position um, so we kind of talked about that I mean he just told me I needed to just gain a little bit more ground, probably a little bit more, more of a forward move because with, with me, my, my, everything is pretty simple. My move and stuff's pretty simple. Normally I'm just lift my leg up, put it back down, but I wasn't gaining any ground forward. So if I didn't recognize a pitch right away, my foot's already down and I've got nowhere to go, but up and out of my legs. So I've just kind of, tried this off season to kind of in my stride, just kind of move a little bit. Just shorten it. Well, well, not really shorten it, but lengthen it a little, I guess. Okay. Move, move forward within my stride because it'll help me. It's helped me. Um, I feel more athletic. I've been able to stay like stay in my legs instead of coming up and out. Um, and I just I feel I feel like I'll I'll have a little bit more adjustability, um, in in you know on breaking pitches or or off speed pitches where I can I can stay stay in my legs more instead of just coming out because so mean, is that giving you like for pitches that are outside is that keep giving you more balance? Yeah, I mean if like and, and granted I'm I'm just hitting you know BP you know yep. BP arm but like it's cleaned up my path a lot like I'm not really rolling over balls. Um, even in BP, like I would still roll over, you know, or, or be out in front, but like every ball I'm hitting to the pool side is, is backspun and, and, and driven. 
Um, so I'm, I'm anxious, man. I'm, I am. I'm like the, 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 this is probably one of the, probably the first off season where I've actually like tried to tried to make an adjustment. Like, cause I've, I've, I mean, I've always like had enough success to, to, to be, you know, to, to maintain, but you know, you kind of come to the, you know, come to a point where I, you know, obviously like I kind of, I kind of forget about 2020 and the COVID year. Like that's what, what, what was, what it was, but like mm-hmm. whenever you just get beat down and um, you're, and you're not good at what you're supposed to be good at, like it's time to like, look at, look in the mirror and be like, all right, I need to, I need to change something, you know, something's not working. So, you know, this, this year I played, shoot, I played some of the best defense I've played at third base. Um, that's all, the only position I played, but third base has not been one of my favorite favorite spots on the field, but I played, I played really good defense, but I just, man, I was just getting beat, man. And I, I felt like I had, I couldn't help a team from the offensive side of the ball. And I've never been the best hitter, but I've always, you know, I've always been able to have good at bats and, you know, find a way to get it done. And I just yeah. haven't done that the last couple of years. So I wanted to change something and do something different. And, you know, I'm, I'm anxious to see how, you know, this adjustment will help me. And I think it will. I think it's, it's, it's made me a little bit more athletic in the box. I feel like I'm, I'll be a little bit more adjustable and be able to, to stay on some balls better um, as opposed to coming up and out and just rolling over and grounding out to second base and, and taking a right turn into the dugout. I think, um, I think it'll help me out a lot. So, um, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. It works. Baseball. Dang, hard. Now, now I'm excited for some spring training. Now I'm really itching for something, you know, you know so, like baseball's a hard, baseball's a hard game, man. So, um, I, I, I'm anxious, like I said, to, to get out there and see how, you know, see how it feels against pitchers and, and, um, you know, I think, I think it's going to be good. I feel really good. Um, so we'll see what happens, man. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm excited for you. Fingers crossed. I mean, Rob Rob just said you're Brock Holt. We'll see what happens. It is. I I am proclaiming this. Let it be said. Let it be done. So, Post, but what, what, but if I do grow the hair back out, though, what this num are these numbers? Do these these numbers go with the pre hair, or is this still put? Is this still? Oh, I don't know. I haven't. Whole, my whole you're you're gonna screw with my whole uh, my whole thing now. Well, just maybe spend- I'll just you know what I'll just get a haircut. Make it easy. Make it easy. Makes it easy on yourself, too. This is so much to manage. Carl Yastrzemski had three different stances, three different times in his career. And he was excellent each of the time, but he always a little bit differently. So this is the same thing. This is phase three. This is phase three. This is going to put me up over the top. I'm going to be a good player again. I'm going to help a team and then um, ride off into the sunset. All right. You figure out like why base you got a good why baseball isn't boring. Yeah, I mean, I think for me. All right, so you so I'll say baseball. Say, this isn't is Brock boring. Holt. Baseball isn't boring because this is Brock Holt, and baseball isn't boring because no matter how many games you watch, how many games you go to, you always see something new, like there's always something that happens in a game where that you've never seen before. Um, and I think that's, I think that's what makes baseball fun. Um, and not boring. Uh, there's always something that happens that you're like, 
man, I've watched a lot of it. Like even to this day, me, uh, I'll be watching a game from the from the bench or on the field. I'm like, wow, I've never seen that before. Like I've seen so much baseball game, but I've never seen that happen. Um, so I would say I would say that um, that's what makes baseball not boring. Great answer. I'm going to, I'm another t-shirt idea. Mr. I've never seen that before. Brock Holt. Mr. I've never seen that before. I'm basically Otani. Dude, we've got a lot. We, a lot got of a t-shirts lot of, here. A lot, a lot t-shirts. of t-shirt ideas, man. Listen, if, if you're a free agent, uh, agency, uh, spurt here, if the contract doesn't get as much as you want, we're going to make you t-shirt money. There you go. That's all I need. Yeah. Brock, enough, I pre- to buy, enough, enough to buy Griff Chick-fil-A because that's what he eats every day. I need some Chick-fil-A money. <laughs> 